What's going on, my friends? Welcome to this week's episode of the Titan 100 Business Podcast. My name is Matt Watkins. I'm your host and president of the Titan 100 Business Networking Group. Uh, this week, I'm really excited to share my conversation with you. I had a couple uh, Titans on board who are actually married. Uh, we, uh, Josh and Sherry Mesh is who we're talking to this week, and they are independent business owners um, and independently involved in Titan 100. Um, but part of the ways that we, you know, Titan 100 is a networking group that we do the weekly referral meetings, stuff like that. But um, we like to say we play at a higher level. We like to set accountability items with each other and hold each other to those things every week at our meetings and stuff like that. And one of the ways that we play at a higher level is by touching the personal lives of the people that um, are sort of in our circle. And, and uh, one of the ways I wanted to do that is both of these people that I'm talking with today being entrepreneurs and both of them um, having the unique perspective of being the business owner within the marriage and being married to a business owner. Um, I think that they can share a really unique perspective on how to navigate conflict when it arises from the business, how to respect boundaries when it comes to helping each other manage the businesses, stuff like that. And so I'm really excited. And this is something I really recommend that you sit down and listen to with your spouse um, or, or at least forward to them for their car ride to work or whatever. It's a really great conversation. I'm excited to have them back on. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and play the audio. I won't give away too much here in this little uh, in this little trailer preview, whatever you want to call this, but I'm excited for you guys to listen in on this. So with that said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start the audio now. Okay, so we are here with Josh and Sherry Mesh. Um, Josh and Sherry are Titan 100 members who are a married couple, and that's what we're kind of going to dig into today, the dynamic of entrepreneurship and owning a business. And um, I'm going to ask them some thought-provoking questions and stuff about how they communicate and what it means to sort of be a business owner in a marriage. And we're going to sort of pour into the listeners that way. But before we do, I just want them to introduce themselves. So um, we'll start with Sherry because she's at the top of my screen. So Sherry, tell us uh, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then like what drives you, that type of stuff. So my name is Sherry Mesh. I am the owner of Mesh Appraisal Services. I have a uh, an independent jewelry appraisal business, um, although I should kind of change that to personal property because I do a lot more than just jewelry. Um, but I'm mobile, so I travel around a lot and um, I contract for different jewelry stores. I subcontract um, for another appraisal company and um, I get referrals from you know, insurance agents and others, um, other clients and travel to their homes and do appraisals there. Um, so that's, that's me. Awesome. So Josh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. I'm Josh Mesh. I am a State Farm agent in Leonardtown, Maryland, and I help people manage the risks of everyday life, recover from the unexpected, and realize their dreams. I handle Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, and soon to be Delaware and Pennsylvania for home, auto, life insurance, and other things. And the value that I bring um, is I, you know, people see insurance commercials everywhere. It's a commodity that you can get this here and you can save 10% there. But the bottom line is when you don't understand something or when you're in trouble and you need a promise delivered, do you have somebody that you trust that's gonna pick up the phone in the middle of the night or the middle of the afternoon or over the weekend and talk you through it or show up at your house with a check because your house just burnt down and you need to get clothes and food and you know your wallet was in that fire. Um, 
So creating that level of trust uh, for policyholders or clients or customers or however you want to identify them, uh, providing that kind of trust that when they really need something that someone's going to be there and that they're going to tell them the truth, that's the value I bring. And what drives me is being able to do that and being able to make a really nice living by having conversations with people about things that are important to them. Um, and also being able to mentor and employ and, and keep people, you know, I, I have three full-time employees being, you know, an employer during a pandemic, the idea that I'm been able to provide an income for people and still keep a business open and running, uh, I, something I'm extremely proud of. So just to kind of hop right into what I really want to talk about today, um, we I talked to you guys a little bit before we started recording, but just to uh, sort of bring the listeners into the what we're talking about today. Um, as we had this conversation, one of the reasons I specifically wanted to bring you guys on together as Titan members was because um, of this unique dynamic of you guys both being self-employed, both being business owners within a marriage. So I know uh, one thing that a lot of business owners struggle with is that the, is, is that entrepreneurship, business ownership brings a, a certain friction into a marriage that otherwise isn't there, right? I'm not saying it is the only source of friction, but it's a unique source of friction um, within a business owner's marriage. And usually the dynamic is uh, one partner is the business owner and one partner is either a, a W-2 employee or something similar, whatever, right? Um, and a, a little more secure or not, maybe like a stay-at-home parent or something. And you kind of have this dynamic of one person's finances are pretty consistent and stable where another person's um, are a lot more fluid and uh, you never really know where your next meal is coming from and that type of thing. And it creates a unique type of friction in their marriage. So um, you guys have the unique perspective of both being the person whose business is uh, either feast or famine within the marriage, right? You guys have the, the responsibility of providing that and, and trying to stay stable for your family like that. And on the flip side, also um, have the, uh, I guess, get to have the unique perspective of being on the other side of it where the other person's business is, is directly affecting your emotional and financial stability and your mental health and all that stuff. So I kind of wanted to have a conversation with them about that because I thought you guys might be able to um, shed some light on to some things that entrepreneurs maybe uh maybe maybe there are common communication tactics that we use that don't necessarily translate when you're on the receiving side of it um maybe there are some things that so just kind of just to talk about and explore those types of things so just to kind of start with like um a a basic question that we can sort of expand on um every entrepreneur knows like the struggle of where's my next meal coming from or or where am I? When it, when it came time in those high stress environments like that, where, uh, and I would imagine you guys probably went through some of these growth periods alongside each other. Um, what were some effective communication strategies that you can share with me that you guys found like it was, it was always a way to get to the root of the issue and not argue. Cause that's, I, I feel like what me and my wife do a lot is argue about the satellite stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So can you guys give us, just start there. What are some effective Josh, communication strategies? I'll let Josh take this one. You know, I don't think it's anything that we have actually completely resolved. Um, I think that when something happens with either of us that affects what the other person thought was gonna happen, whether it be time-wise, whether it be the ability to do something you said you would do, or whether, you know, 
out of nowhere, I'm going to have a thousand dollars less, or I'm not going to have any money this time. Like I thought I would that, you know, it's hard to just get to the, okay, how do we get around that? There's a lot of peripheral stuff and little things. Well, you could have, well, you know, and so it's still a challenge when that happens, which thank God happens a lot less than it used to. Um, but it's still a challenge to, to get us both into, okay, here's the situation. How do we get to it? How do we deal with it? Um, and I do think we're a little more effective with that uh, than we used to be. Um, but sometimes it really has to, someone has to get calm and say, okay, look, we're outside of what we really need to talk about. Let's talk about what we need to talk about. And then letting one person say what the situation is and asking the other person, how do you think we deal with this? And there was more I wanted to say at the beginning, but I don't remember the rest of the question. So, I, And I think we actually work very well together. Usually um, Josh's, you know, ebbs or my flows and vice versa. So, um, and Josh will tell you usually if, you know, if there's, if something's tight one month or something, I usually can, you know, pull a rabbit out of my hat and kind of do something to make some sort of money if, if we're talking financial. But as far as communication goes, like, I mean, with us, with our businesses, because they're actually kind of somewhat intertwined a little bit because I get a lot of referrals from insurance agents and people that Josh's, you know, colleagues with. Um, but as far as communication goes, like, I mean, we're not above going to a marriage counselor. We see a marriage counselor and it definitely helps with, you know, sitting back and, you know, really getting to certain issues that need to be talked about and not around or not, you know, at each other. So, um, I would say that that's one of the big things that we have, you know, utilized in our marriage, you know, as far as communication goes. Did, did either of you ever feel uh, helpless in, in the, especially like Josh, you said, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but, you know, during the, the early years or, or when you guys were really like just starting to build out your family and stuff. Um, did either one of you ever feel helpless to the, the whims of the other one's business or the, or the just sort of the winds of change of, do you know what I mean? Like, did one of you ever feel like, oh man, like the other party's business is just too much stress? Um, you know, we had a time and I don't know if that would be the case, but Shari does something that has the ability to be very lucrative when she's able to do it. And she specializes so finding the people to utilize her services um, early on as a new business person was a bigger challenge for her. So we had a few years where she picked up a different job. Um, she did customer service for a company that, um, that had nothing to do with jewelry appraisals, nothing to do with insurance for 15 to $20 an hour, um, which required a lot of time. Um, a lot of aggravation because the communication was with people in different countries because the company was based out of Israel and our garage and our house filled with product for them. 
And this, I don't remember whether this was for a year or two years at the time, it seemed like a lot. And communicating to Sherry that, you know, you make 15 to $20 an hour here, but when you appraise four pieces of jewelry in an hour, you make 120 to $200 an hour and getting her to a place where she could find more appraisal work and feel more confident that that was there was a challenge. And even when she started to, she was afraid to let go. But in the past, like maybe it's four or five years now, she's really flourished um, on opportunity that a friend of hers found and they partnered in, um, opened up. And then she started getting involved in some networking things, which she hadn't done in the past. And she's really flourished. So um, getting Sherry to be confident that she can continually earn her value in what she is an expert in. Um, it, it took a while to get her there. And now I see confidence in her and what she does. I mean, even picking up things like firearms and appraising things that she never went near before. And so, I, you know, now that she understands how valuable she is at what she does, she's doing better than ever. So I'm really proud of that. Thanks, babe. So I specifically used the word helpless. And uh, the reason that I did that was, I don't, I don't know that that word has ever come up in mine and my wife's conversations, but I do know that like, sometimes she feels like uh, just completely subjected to the outcomes of what I'm doing in my business, right? Um, and, and that was kind of why I used that word. But as you spoke, and, and I'm looking for feedback on this, but as you spoke, I didn't really hear any kind of helplessness at all, but it was so like when, when it she got was, when we were in that, I'm sorry to interrupt, which I said no, I wouldn't do, but when we were in that situation and Sherry's time was so taken up by this other thing. And when she wasn't doing that, she was traveling and not um, home and everything was at the whim of something else. I felt helpless to being able to, have a partner in our marriage, a partner in my life, everything else was, you know, and, and, and we were still struggling because it wasn't really benefiting us financially like other things could. And now she went from working seven days a week to being gone three to four days a week, twice a month and making two to three times as much money. So at that point when Sherry, I felt was not seeing her value and not putting her time into what made her the most money, I felt helpless because I didn't know whether we were going to make it or not like that. So, I, yeah, that's interesting. I guess, um, go ahead, Sherry. Well, and from my perspective, you know, at that point when I took on that extra job, you know, this was, oh, uh, five years into my business having opened my business and Josh as well, because we started our businesses at the same time. Um, so that was five years into it. We had just um, purchased a house that had a higher mortgage than what we were paying in rent. And from my perspective, I, you know, I was doing whatever I could to bring in whatever money I could. And, um, and so, you know, there are times that, you know, yeah, I was, I was working, you know, seven days a week, you know, whenever I wasn't doing my appraisal stuff, I was doing this, you know, customer service stuff. And, you know, 
I could see that it was taking up more time and definitely space in my house. And, um, and I could see that it was a source of frustration um, for Josh. And, you know, and he's right, like it, you know, he does give me support and help me, you know, see my value and definitely, you know, supports me in in what I do and, you know, gives me advice that I definitely, you know, sometimes I will take it and sometimes I won't, but I do appreciate, you know, his input from, you know, his point of view, whether it being, you know, another business owner or my husband or just somebody who sees something outside of what I see. But, you know, once I did, you know, listen to the the numbers and the facts that he, you know, had to, that he was showing me, you know, I did realize that, you know, it was something that I could pour into, you know, my own business and, and let that go, which is hard for me because I tend to not like change so much. So, um, so where I was coming from was, you know, I think we both do whatever we can in our business and, you know, maybe even outside of our businesses to, you know, bring in money and make sure that we're, you know, what we need to do is, is there. So. So back to like, when I, when I had asked the, that initial question and I used the word helpless, um, as you both have spoken, I don't really hear a helplessness in either, but what I do hear is you, you both, it sounds like you both get your hands dirty with one another's businesses. Like there, there's not really a, a, am I right on that or wrong on that? That like you both are constantly. I think Sherry has something to say. I want her to say it first. Well, you know, I think, so from my background, I grew up working with my parents and seeing my parents work together. And that dynamic was something that I really didn't want for myself because I saw the, um, strife and the, um, you know, what it did to my parents' marriage. Now they're still married and they're, you know, they've been together over 50 years, but, you know, living with all that, um, Mm -hmm. just conflict, um, was something that I didn't want. And, you know, I am licensed, you know, in property and casualty and life and health. So I, you know, I do know Josh's business and I, I could work there if I needed to or wanted to, but that's something that we definitely try to keep separate just so that we don't have that dynamic. Um, but I, you know, as far as us discussing each other's business, I think that, you know, Josh has his own separate business. I have my own separate business. And there are some times when, you know, we try to stay out of it unless one or the other says, Hey, I'm having this issue. Or, you know, sometimes Josh will come home and he'll, you know, be kind of pissy towards me or the kids or whatever. And I'll have to stop him and say, Hey, you know, we didn't do anything. What's going on? What happened at work today that, you know, that this is what's going on with you because something happened and, you know, he'll step back and he'll say, you know, you're right this happened at work today and it really frustrated me. And, you know, sometimes they'll say, what do you think? Or what's your opinion? Um, And we're pretty good at staying out of it and not giving our opinions unless we're asked, so. And 
thankfully that frustration because we are both relatively successful more often is about my golf game than it is about what happened in my office. So you know, I'm usually more angry because of that than I am of anything that happened in my office. But to kind of piggyback on what Shari said, I think when we have big decisions to make about our business that we ask for each other's input. And you know, we tell our, our son who interrupts a lot of things a lot not to involve himself in things that don't concern him. And the things that we can't control about each other's business, I don't think that we involve each other. But like when it comes to me making a major decision on whether to hire somebody or whether to cut an expense or add an expense or to move my office, which I just made a decision on, um, or for Shari, whether she should travel for three days or two days or where she should move her schedule around. Those are things that the things that affect our family in the end, we are really good at communicating and giving each other support and opinion. And when one of us makes a decision that's different than the other person's opinion, you know, supporting it, I think we're pretty good at that. So I, I can't I can't believe how much time we've already covered. Um, to be honest with you, but I have so many more questions. <laughs> like I don't want to stop. Um, I have one more like bombshell that I want to ask, and we can just discuss this, and then we'll wrap it up, and we'll just do this in another episode or something. Um, but I guess kind of when I said like get your hands dirty in each other's business and stuff, I guess to clarify what I would want to say is that I I didn't necessarily mean the the micromanage or or like um, constantly giving input, but I guess what I want to ask to follow up with the way you guys, with the way you guys worded it, um, I feel like, and this could just be come down to a difference of love languages or something. Right. But, um, I personally find myself frustrated quite often with how I don't feel like, uh, my wife has bought into my brand enough. Like I, I get, I find myself frustrated and that is like a major source of contention that like, I wish I felt not like I wanted her to like come in and give me advice and stuff or, or, but like, I wanted her to like really sell out and like almost, almost like embody the mindset. And so I guess without micromanaging one another's businesses, without crossing boundaries like that, um, how do you guys communicate that like overwhelming support that I feel like every business owner craves <laughs> to one another like how do you how do you communicate support to one another without crossing boundaries i guess is 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 like the actionable question but i just in my head it's so much bigger than how that question sounds how do you I think it's how do you show support without crossing boundaries i think sometimes it's a knowledge that someone needs something if sherry says that she did something big i say congratulations if sherry has a day where she traveled you know, and spent a full day in money with an expectation of a minimum being provided to her. And she doesn't earn what she expected because the people that she went and traveled for didn't um, provide what they said they would. And she, because she is a pretty good ethical person, doesn't go to individuals and say, you know, you promised me 10, 10 pieces and $500. Sometimes she travels for $300 when it wasn't her intention to letting her know that the decision she's making and treating people right is good karma and it will come back to her. And then the next day when she thinks she was gonna make 500, she makes 700 
you know, and, and reminding her to look at what a whole week provides or what a whole year with a certain client provides and average it out so that she knows she's earning her, you know, and things like that. And when I, um, you know, and, and the same level for me that if I've tried to do something that wasn't successful, you know, I get a lot of support that, you know, you made the right decision, you tried to do the right thing and that'll come back to you and doing things right by the people we do business with and reminding each other that that's what it's about and then it'll come back positively. Sure. Well, I, I want to be able to answer the question that you specifically asked, which as a woman, um, because you're, you know, you intimated that, you know, maybe your frustration is with your wife's level of um, support um, for your business and your brand. Um, you know, the only thing that I can speak to to that is, um, you know, I I know that Josh has a good heart, and I see that in you, Matt, and I know that your wife. I'm sure sees that in you. So, um, you know, knowing that Josh wants to do the best he can for his clients and his business and his family is I think what gives, you know, me the, um, what helps me support him and know that, you know, even if, you know, he didn't have such a great month you know, yeah, I might say, well, you need to get off the golf course and get back in the office. Um, but, you know, I think it's a, you know, it's a give and take. And I think it is harder. I think we understand each other better because we do have our own businesses and because we have to answer to ourselves. And I know that your, you know, your wife doesn't have that. Um, you know, so that's, you know, I don't know what that's like. Um, really because when Josh and I, we started our businesses the same time, we were both working for other people prior to starting our businesses. We both, you know, worked for other people. So we were in the same situations at the same time. But I think that just knowing, um, you know, who that person is and where their heart is and, um, you know, having that, um, you know, confidence in them to do, you know, do the right thing and, you know, slowly grow their business. And Josh, I think says it, it best um, that he, you know, he would rather have slow growth with, you know, exponential, I don't, I don't even remember what you say, Josh, exponential growth um, versus, you know, fast, quick growth with, you know, things falling off on the end. So, you know, just having the confidence that, you know, he's doing it correctly with, you know, the right intentions is, is where, you know, and, I guess my support comes from. And I think that I kind of stayed away from some of the question you asked, because I didn't want to make or, or come back at you, but I do want to, Matt, but I do want to kind of piggyback on Sherry again. The reason we are Titans is because of you, Matt, and the way that you try to get a group of people together and your high expectations and your high um, belief in what you can do. Now, you are new at this, and 
you're not 100% sure of exactly what this is. You have these heightened ideas of what it can be in coaching and in other things, but you also first have to build this group of people that network together that can then find. So you have to remember that your business is in its infancy. Right. And, um, and as long as you keep finding a new Titan here and there, and you keep finding a value that you can provide that some Titans will pay more money for, you know, to get that you'll find your business growing and um, it happens exponentially, right? If you grow, if you bring one Titan who brings, you know, one and then you get two and then you get three, you're growing slowly, but you're growing with people that are going to be a part of it for the long term. Yeah. So, um, you know, I am not part of this group in part for business because, you know, I've gotten a piece of business from it, but I get a lot out of the Monday sessions and out of the hot seat. And I get a lot out of being, you know, a successful business owner that gets to watch someone try and become a successful business owner. So, you know, um, so you have to, you know, you can beat yourself up if you don't meet certain goals, but if you're doing what you say you're going to do and believe in it, you'll be successful. Yeah. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. So one of the ways I do appreciate you saying that a lot. Um, one of the ways that I like to close this out is basically just ask you guys, uh, what's a good way for people that need jewelry or appraisal or insurance to get a hold of you? So that's easy for me. Um, Sherry at SherryMesh.com and that's S-H-A-R-I-M-E-S-H. Um, and my phone number is 703-587-5659. You can text, you can call um, or email. Um, cool. And that's me. Josh? A little more complicated. Actually, it's a little less complicated because it's one less letter. I'm Josh at JoshMesh.com. <laughs> and you can find me at joshmesh.com or State Farm at Josh Mesh. Uh, our number is 301-475-9111. And um, you know, we're, we're here. Awesome. Um, the last thing I usually like to close out with is uh, the other way that listeners can get a hold of you is to show up to a Titan meeting. So cool. Yes. Um, thank you guys for coming on. I thought this was really productive. I don't know what the podcast schedule is going to look like, to be honest with you. I I love this. This is the first time we've done this where it's a dynamic of two. I don't know how to translate this into value uh, for the, the blog section of this, but this conversation was super awesome. Um, I, I really wanted to get each of you in, in a different conversation with another Titan. However, I really like this conversation and I got a lot out of it and I really want to continue it. So I'm going to figure out a way to get all of us to be able to have, I don't know, I'll figure it out within the next month or so. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed this. Thank you guys for coming on with me. Today. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.